Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. Welcome back to our special episode of the Waste Away Frequently Asked Questions. I'm here with Chantel, and we're answering some of our top listener questions that we receive. The next one we're going to tackle is, I read your book, and I enjoyed the idea of the hunger scale. I'm just having a hard time identifying what my hunger level is. What are some ways that you identify physical hunger or true hunger, as you call it? So can you, yeah, what are the signs we're looking for when we identify these different numbers on the scale? Well, one of the things that I love about fasting is that a lot of times people go, they do, because they're so used to eating, eating every minute, eating, 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 they don't even know when they are truly hungry. And so the bottom line is, is when you fast, you want to wait for your stomach is growling. That's the best time to eat is when your stomach is, is actually hungry. And it's kind of like the, your car saying, hey, when the, when the light blinks and says, hey, I need gas, or I'm trying to think of another example that, that's kind of like that, that kind of flashes to you that says, hey, alert, alert, or, you know, hey, we need to Low do that. battery on your phone. Yeah. That's the worst. Yes. Yeah, 10% left. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect one. Kind of saying. And it, you know, that's a great analogy because it's like, okay, you've got 20, you know, my, my phone does, tells me at 20%, mm-hmm. then it tells me at 10, and then I guess it then it just dies, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's a great one because, you know, when you have a, when your blood sugar drops, that's when it sends a message to your stomach to produce that empty growling sensation. And that's the biggest thing that I learned about thin eaters is that they wait until they're truly, truly hungry. And it's still, for me, it's very easy for me to eat. I always eat my first meal when my stomach is growling. I don't eat my next meal when my stomach is growling because sometimes it might not growl and I want to kind of stay in that window, but I know that I'm still hungry. So for my hunger scale, zero is hamster hungry. And if you don't know what that is, you've got to read my book (laughs) to be able to tell what that is. But one is your stomach's growling. You're zero, you're hangry. You're hangry, yes. And two is you're hungry. So I always eat either at a zero, one, or two. My preference is to eat one at level one when my stomach's growling. Two is when I'm actually physically hungry. Um, and, And when you know, these are kind of the different things. When your stomach is growling, 
you can physically hear it and it's such an empty sensation it's it's important to realize because sometimes have you ever eaten a meal yeah that's where what i don't get like sometimes i know that i'm not hungry but my stomach starts making weird noises well that's that and that is you're digesting your food so it th- there's two different stomach growls and as you start doing more fasting you'll realize hey there's a difference between this one is me digesting my food that i've already ate and a lot of times if your stomach is growling once you've digested your food that means you've eaten too much Mm. because it's like working on it's almost Mm. like your your engine revving like oh my gosh i've eaten so much food it's taking a lot of energy to digest this so that's a clue that that is bad but you almost have an empty sensation i and you should celebrate that like if we're sitting in the office and we hear a growl we're like yes and one of the things that uh one of the skinny girls she was actually miss virginia that I interviewed, and this is what she said. She says, when I'm when I'm eating, uh, like when I'm getting, after I hear my stomach growl, she's like, I literally say to myself, ooh, yeah, I'm burning fat, I'm burning fat. You know and what I mean? And it works for her, so she looks great. She looks amazing, she's got the best body. But it, like, she's not like having this attitude like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Mm-hmm. She's spinning it yeah, around for positive. She's like, oh, I'm burning fat. I'm burning <laughs> fat. So that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I when I feel that way, I just have to have that positive attitude, sing that little burning fat song, <laughs> and literally just get excited. That's why I try to wait two hours after my stomach growls. So usually almost, it's like clockwork. Your body gets in sync around 11 o'clock is when my stomach starts growling. And that's why around one o'clock is when I eat because that's about the two hour mark of when I heard my stomach growling. So it's just just a really nice, yeah. So on the other end of the question, like what do a four and a five feel like? Yeah, so four is satisfied. And what I talk about is is that 4.2, if you're getting full and you're at a 4.2, that's not good. Mm -hmm. People at this stage, if you're struggling with overeating, you should be stopping at a 3.8. Because a 3.8, a four is satisfied. You've got to stop just below that because if you don't, you're going to end up being at a 4.2 or a 4.5 and, and overeating. And you shouldn't have to lay down on the couch after your meal like no. we do on Thanksgiving. Exactly. The next one that we received is one we get all the time. Um, she says, my job is crazy. I can relate. And my favorite hey. thing. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say it's amazing. I was just making sure you were paying attention. <laughs> my favorite thing to do in the evening is unwind with some reality TV. I can relate to that too. And something salty like pretzels or popcorn. I eat really clean all day while I'm working, and this is my one ritual that I really enjoy at night, even if I'm not super hungry. Do you have any tips where I can still enjoy my snacks and not give them up completely? I don't want to give up my nighttime snacks, but I really want to try your program. So one of the things that I do is that I do not eat dinner. Or sorry, I was going to say eat dinner in bed. <laughs> don't eat. I, I don't eat in my bedroom. So my bedroom is off limits. And so it's pretty sad, but I eat dinner very early, like at 4.45. You also the go other, to bed really early. Yes, I go to bed early. I eat early. But like at 4.45, like someone called me and they were like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, we just finished dinner. And they're like, what? It's 4.45. But but around 6 o'clock, I usually go upstairs 
and I like have my routine. I go to the take a bath. I read the Bible. I have Kyle read the Bible. I do anything, you know, watch a, a show with him. So I have like this routine that I have. But once I walk up those stairs, I don't come back down. So I have water. I have a little cooler of water right next to my bed. But I have guidelines set up for myself. I don't eat in my bedroom. So that's a habit. What if she lives in a single story house? Then just, (laughs) she just still can make that same rule. Don't eat in your room. If you're going to eat, you either eat on the couch or you might have to say, I don't, if if when you're watching TV, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You say, if I'm truly hungry, I can eat in the kitchen and sit down at the table, but I have to make a rule that I'm not doing that. And the other part is, is that if you just say, you know, I've heard people say, well, it's just so much more fun to watch a movie with popcorn or pretzels. And if that's you, then make sure you're not, you're compensating for your dinner. So let's say at your routine is at dinner, I watch, I eat dinner and then I go watch a movie or whatever. Then you're going to have to stop eating on the hunger scale of about 3.3 or 3.5. So you have that extra room to be able to sit there and snack and do all of this. So I think a big thing you talk about distracted eating, you know, instead of taking the whole bag of pretzels out to the couch with her, just taking five pretzels out in a small container and eating them slowly, really savoring them. And yeah. not just and stuffing just like your face taking, while you watch TV. Taking taking each one, take the pretzel, look at it, eat a little, you know, eat look a bite. Look at the salts. Put it, eat, <laughs> yeah, look at the salts. Put those in your mouth. Move them around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy. But this is the kind of stuff that these thin eaters do. And I've mm-hmm. watched them do it. This is where, where did I learn this from? Mm. It's from watching this craziness that they do. And literally, they'll take a chip, like one of my thin friends, she'll take a chip. Let's just say it's in a triangle. She'll chop this part off and eat that little bit. Chop this part off, eat that little bit. Or on the brownie, she'll just, she loves the crust. She Mm -hmm. loves that outer edge. She eats the best part. So it's really a matter of if you're going to have those snacks, create your own boundaries for what you're going to do. And I love that idea. Put it in a little ramekin, put it in a cup, and make sure that you're only taking a certain amount. Because if you eat it all, what's the worst case scenario? I ate eight pretzels, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or <laughs> I ate eight chips. It's not going to kill me. So One other thing I do is sometimes if I'm watching TV at night, I'll paint my nails because you can't Ooh. eat if you've got wet fingernails. And it's all about creating those habits and changing them Mm -hmm. you can change the habit because what you don't want is you don't want to be eating the pretzels just because you're so used to eating the pretzels you only want to be eating the pretzels when your body is physically hungry so the next popular question is i've been doing intermittent fasting for six months good job and I still cannot wrap my brain around the lack of appetite. Before I started, if I didn't eat every three hours, internal alarms would go off. Actual sirens. Now I just have a glass of water and chill, and the hunger seems to pass. It seems so weird to not be obsessing about the next meal, but I like it. To kick things up a notch, I want to try moving from a six-hour window to OMAD, which is one meal a day. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, and I, for me, I would say that I think I would start by doing six hours, move to like a four-hour window, something like that, and then move to one meal a day. But I think the biggest So what would you eat in a four-hour window? That seems kind of short to cram in two meals. 
Yeah, for a four-hour window, I would literally just have one meal and then I would have a snack. So that one, instead of just having one meal, it'd be like one meal and then like, you know, three hours later, maybe some kind of snack. So I'd probably try that um, and then cut it down all the way to the one meal a day. But I will tell you, you are going to save a lot of money because you're going to be buying less food. And I think that's one of my biggest And you're going to save a lot of time because you think about all the time you spend thinking about what you're going to eat, finding your recipe, yes. going to the store, cooking your meal, eating. I mean, just doing one meal a day is going to save you a ton of time. Yeah. And on that meal, you're going to be able to eat what you really, really want, what you're really craving because you're eating that only one meal. You're making sure you're really hungry and thinking about what is it? I'm only going to eat one time a day. I want to make sure I'm eating my very, very very best. And I think the other piece is it's going to give your body more time to heal. Um, You're going to see an improvement on things like blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugar, because the longer your body has to be in a fasted state, period, the end, you have more time to heal your body because people don't realize how much effort your body uses to digest your food yeah and you're gonna have like that you're gonna have so much more energy like think about that crash you have after lunch or breakfast you know anytime you eat you get kind of tired and with one meal a day you're not going to experience those highs and those lows when you snack yeah and i think that if you want to go out for that one meal a day especially if you make it for dinner like your social life like you really I mean, within reason, you can eat whatever you want in that one meal, you know, like you're not overeating. Yes. And so I think you, if you want to have a couple drinks, you know, anything that you want during that one at one meal, it just gives you more flexibility to be able to still stay skinny. Um, I would say a lot of my super, super skinny friends They literally are eating that one meal, but a lot of them are eating like one little snack. I'm trying to think of my skinniest, skinniest friends. Um, And the one that I'm thinking about (laughs) in the top of my head right now, she literally has like a, like a yogurt, like a hundred calorie, 70 calorie yogurt and maybe like half a cup of berries. Like that's kind of her go-to. You she call loves- them a binge saver in the book. Yes. And so like around two or three o'clock, she kind of has that yogurt and some fruit, or she has like some peanut butter with celery, something like that around that two o'clock. So she's not so, so ravenous. And then she has a, a nice dinner at night and she's just stick, stick thin. Um, and I would say that, You know, a lot of times when you're snacking, think about the snacks. You know what I mean? You're having like these processed cliff bars. My husband's on a binge right now. He loves this white macadamia nut Mm. cliff bar. He loves it. I had like a little, the smallest little taste, and I was like, oh, because I I don't eat processed food. Mm. So, like, even when I eat that kind of stuff, it doesn't taste good to me. But a lot of these snacks, right? Think about what people have for snacks. Even these cliff bars that are like protein or whatever. I still think they're chemical city. There's so much junk in it. So it's just like having, if you know in your head, I'm only having that one meal, you end up having, I think you end up having better quality and you make sure you're extra, extra finicky for that one meal. And you're going to have a healthier relationship with food because you're not obsessing over eating things that are quote unquote healthy or low carb or um, low fat, but you're eating what you really want just that one time a day. 
and you're taking back the control that um, your food yeah, has Yeah, and believe it or not, you're curbing your cravings because since you're enjoying the foods you actually want to eat on that one meal a day, you're having fewer cravings because you already know mentally, I'm not eating anything else. So it's like, I know I'm eating at six o'clock tonight. I've kind of put that idea of eating out of my mind. And so it actually helps you curbing your cravings. So I would start by saying, if you're going to move to this, if you're starting in a six hour window, start by moving to a four hour meeting, just a little snack. And then um, before trying doing one meal a day, every single day, just try doing it a couple times a week and see how you do and experiment to de- to determine which is better. Like my friend that I was telling mm-hmm. you, that's so thin she says that for her, she does do that one meal, but mm-hmm. she that one snack at two o'clock or whatever really helps her to end up eating less. So she's not absolutely hamster hungry when it comes time to eat. And so you, you got to experiment. Too, like what what meal works for you? Like I know you like to do lunch when you do one meal a day. I prefer dinner because yeah. I like to go home and relax enjoy my meal but you've said before like lunch is kind of yeah everyone's different everyone loves different things and the nice thing is you can do it where you have lunch one day and dinner another but the people who I see do it the best it's like that circadian rhythm where you just get used to it like for me because I'm so used to eating at one o'clock every day or whatever yours is your body, that's when your stomach growls. That's when you start getting hungry. It's just nice to get into that rhythm. So see you next time, guys. Hey, guys. I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, the Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. 